Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Thursday, June 9th. This is episode number 153. I am your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Going good, Rod. How are you doing? Uh, doing good. Doing good. Uh, it's just going to be you and me tonight. How about that? Uh, we got stood up just like at the prom. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, our guest wasn't able to join us tonight. We're gonna we're gonna get him back real soon, so uh, no problem there. But uh, we're just gonna launch into some Browns talk. Uh, you know, kind of in this dead zone period where things just kind of keep resurfacing. Jeff, uh, kind of yeah, yeah. I don't know. It kind of feels like a little spin cycle in the in the washer. Old here. laundry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> old laundry. Just old old laundry in the spin cycle. That's just the the image that kind of filled up my head right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Perfect. As far as as far as Brown's news, um, you know, the only thing we really haven't talked about yet is the fact that the Browns did sign Dearness Johnson. So he's on a he's on a one year deal officially now, I guess, for the two point four, two point four three million with nine hundred thousand guaranteed. Right. So I guess um kinda wanna get your thoughts on that. Um you know, I think I I guess we probably knew this was going to happen that they were going to sign him. I mean, he's been in camp. I think he, you know, wanted to be here. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know whether to uh, to to feel bad for him or you know, or to be glad he's here or whatnot. Um, you know, are are you surprised nobody? You know, are you are you surprised he didn't get a deal? You know, or an offer sheet. You know, yeah, a little bit. Four, three. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, like I've always told my kids, um, the, the best time to look for a job is when you have one. So yeah. um, being under contract with the Browns and, and being in camp and competing for a roster spot and everything is, I mean, it can only help, it can only help him, right? Um, whether it ends up that, you know, he plays here or, or somehow he ends up playing somewhere else or somebody else gets moved. Um, you know, the Browns have a tremendous amount of flexibility now at that position yeah. with, with all these guys, right? They've got like six guys who can play, um, you know, so nothing wrong with that. You know, you can have injuries, things can happen. Guys can get traded, whatever. But, um, I think that this is great. Let the let the cream rise to the top, and and you know. Did you say let they, the Kareem rise to the crop? Kareem rise to the top. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> pun intended. Um, yeah, I, I still like I've said before. I, I I honestly believe there will be a trade at some point. Um, I don't. I'm not. I don't have a secret source or anything, but it just yeah. the you know the running back room is set up for that to happen at some point. And, you know, Kareem and, and Dearness Johnson both can start somewhere else, I think. Um, and him being under, under contract on a pretty friendly deal, you know, if somebody else out there is looking for a running back, you know, late in camp, um, there's a couple of options, right? Yeah, definitely. So does this signing and, and the uh, 900,000 guarantee – does that make you look at this any differently as far as who you think might be here? You know, when when we get down to a fifty-three, you know, I I think with 
the Watson thing's still kind of up in the air. The expectations for this season, I don't think have really been set yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's so so you could you could see where they're kind of waiting for that to unfold before they set the expectations. And then once the expectations are set, then you start thinking about the final roster, right? Yeah. So yeah. so if it if it turns out that, you know, we're gonna be playing our backup quarterbacks for most or all of the season. Um, and the expectation now becomes much lower. Maybe you make that Kareem Hunt deal. You know, I, I mean, maybe you don't if you think you're going for it this year, right? Right. So, yeah. So I, I don't. I think there's just still too many unanswered questions to make a a, a good assessment of how that's going to unfold. So, if they were, if um... Yeah, you know, if the situation would unfold uh, the way you just mentioned, and and they were to look at a Kareem type trade, what type of return do you think they'd be looking at? Um, I, I assume at, at that point, if you're willing to to give up Kareem because you feel like the season's kind of somewhat lost because you're playing backup quarterbacks, you're probably looking at draft picks, right? Well, yeah, that's that's kind of when you're in the catbird seat, right? It, it depends yeah. on what what the market is at that point in time you know who who's who's desperate for somebody you know like baltimore last year has you know three running backs go down in training camp you know just is somebody out there really desperate and willing to you know give away the ranch yeah yeah you got to figure that team like team uh going through something like baltimore went through last year would would give up a lot for somebody like kareem yeah for sure yeah and and so that that just puts the browns in a good spot again you know that the they can entertain offers. Uh, they don't have to take any of them, you know. Do you think there's any way, again, this is more speculation, just your thoughts right now. Do you think there's any way both these guys make the team? Well, I didn't think they would last year, and they did. So <laughs> I guess anything's possible. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, But you just have to look at the depth beyond those guys and think um, it's pretty unlikely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. So, okay, well, uh, let's get this out of the way, Jeff, because you know we've been we've been holding the same stance on Deshaun Watson on this podcast for gosh, it feels like several months now. I don't know how long it's been since the trade, but uh, I'm sure yeah. some people probably know the number of days, but I do not. Um, right. Uh, you know. Um, m- just speaking for myself, my, my stance has been the same um, for, you know, since uh, since shortly after the trade. OK, I, I made it pretty clear that, you know, I, I really was not in favor of the trade when when it happened just because of the circumstances and everything. But, you know, it happened. So um, I'm a Browns fan and, you know, I, I kind of trusted the you know the guys who made the decision at that point um, and kind of felt like this is what we're going to live with. Uh, let's try to look at this from a football standpoint, and uh, the rest of it will work itself out. You know, in the legal system, and that's just how I was going to look at it. Um, but now, man, there's just more and more shit hitting the fan, and and uh-huh. it's constant. It's constant. It's it's really hard to just look at this from 
a football perspective. Um, there's new allegations. And again, I, I'm not an expert on this stuff because I have not, I, I'm not the guy who has read all the complaints and, and watched all the interviews and all this stuff because I don't want to be the lawyer, you know, the judge right. or the jury or anything. Right. You know, yeah. I, I understand how how people are disturbed by all this stuff. And, you know, I, you know, I, I feel for everybody who who this bothers, um, you know, and the allegations should bother people. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. But, uh, you know. It's it's gotten to to where um, you know it it just seems like it keeps getting worse and yeah you know um, what's what's the number of complaints that that will convince everybody yeah it's gone from twenty two to twenty four and it's like well yeah right. it's, it's two more or, you know and again I I have not read up on all this stuff I you know I've I've heard enough. To know it's you know the the allegations are are we know they're disgusting okay um, you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defend Deshaun Watson you know I I don't know if this stuff happened um, you know I'm not gonna stand I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand here and say that it didn't you know we don't know I mean we've been relying on the investigations um, the legal system and everything else to work that part out. And just figured when this guy gets on the football field, he's a player, and we're going to treat him like a player at that point in time. But it's really hard to do when now uh, the question is, is he going to get onto the field this year? (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I guess one of my questions for you, Jeff, is people want to keep tying this to the Trevor Bauer case. And I keep saying, I don't think the NFL gives a damn what Major League Baseball does. Do you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. I, I think they're totally separate organizations. I don't think they have any particular bearing on on each other. Yeah, I, I feel like the Browns made a decision based on the research they did, based on conversations they had with Deshaun Watson. And they were in a competition here, okay, with several other teams. Yeah. Okay. They had to do, um, you know, they had to make a decision. They had to do what they thought was best for the Browns as a football team. I think they knew they were playing with some fire here, obviously. But they were trying to to take a little bit of a gamble out, you know, at the same time and and get one one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Right, so, it was a risk reward move. Yeah, yeah. So, but these other teams, Jeff, if if Deshaun Watson had gone to the Saints, yeah, would would there be the same reaction against the Saints if they had done the exact same thing the Browns did, or is there a bias against the Browns because of their history of having bad regimes? of making mistakes, um, of, of being picked on as being a Cleveland team. Yeah. You know, I think everything depends on the lens through which you view it. And as Browns fans, 
um, we sort of have a chip on our shoulder, and rightfully so. Um, you know that any time something bad happens, I think it it gets magnified from our perspective. Um, I, I think that any team that that would have landed Deshaun Watson in this you know sweepstakes would have been exposed to the exact same set of circumstances and and the same set of scrutinies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think there were many teams that were as much in need of this kind of risk-reward scenario as the Browns. And that's that's probably why people look at it like they do as well. The, you know, the Browns have tried so many different things to get better. And nothing has seemed to work, you know, over over the the twenty plus years of the new team's existence. And and you know, this is just another one of those last ditch efforts to try to figure yeah. out how to make this franchise respectable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Look at them; and, they can't do anything right. Yeah, and then you know, Cleveland's a convenient punching bag. We we always have yeah. been, you know, for yeah. for national comedians and and everybody else. Um, so, you know, we we we've, we've got to have thick skin here in Northeast Ohio to deal with this kind of stuff. And um, I, I think, you know, just from a perspective standpoint, um, you know, all of us have to decide how we're going to fan. You know, I, I don't want to tell other people how to fan. And, and you know, I've talked yeah. about that in the past, you know, sure. if, if, if you're, if your process of being a fan in, involves, you know, leaving a team because you disagree with something that they did and you're going to go be a fan somewhere else, that's your choice. Okay. I'm not that kind of fan. Okay. But if, if that's right. how you view fandom, okay, fine. Um, there are, you know, 30 some other teams you can go pick from. Okay. Yeah. And I hope you find, I hope you find the perf- perfect partner. Um, but you know, for me, this is, this is a relationship. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is a relationship that, that I've had, you know, most of my life um, with an organization that you know has oftentimes disappointed me. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> yeah, and that's you know that's so I, I you know I'm, I, maybe I'm a little little hardened to that, a little cynical about that. But um, you know, in any relationship, there's got to be commitment on both sides. You know, and, and I'm committed to this organization that you know I'm going to support them on the moves that they make, and I'm going to um, stay loyal to them through thick and thin, you know, I'm, I've been with the same woman 42 years. Okay. D- you know, did I love everything she did in those 42 years? <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. But will she listen to this podcast? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, you know, in, in, a, in any relationship, you know, um, whether it's, you know, marriage or, you know, friendship or family relationships of any kind, Okay, there are going to be periods of time where, you know, everything isn't, you know, all happy, jolly, you know, roses and fireworks. Okay, Um, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, You know, if if I had a friend who um, was making bad decisions, okay, um, am I going to cut that friend off and walk away? Or am I going to stay loyal to that friend and support them, even though I don't necessarily agree with what they're doing? Okay, and and I mean, here, here let me let me try it this way. Um, 
if my best friend is Brad Pitt and he's got a real nice girl in Jennifer Aniston, okay, and I'd say, you know, geez, Brad, this is a really good girl. You know, she's cute. And, um, you know, seems like she's smart and decent actress and everything. You got to stay with this girl. He goes, but you know what? I really like this Angelina Jolie chick over here. She, you know, she does things for me that Jennifer Aniston doesn't. Okay. You know, am I going to tell Brad Pitt we're not friends anymore because I don't like Angelina Jolie and I like Jennifer Aniston better? You know, I'm no, I'm going to, I'm going to stay buddies with my buddy. Right. So maybe that's a, a weird an analogy in terms of, you know, my relationship with the Browns, but the Browns are Brad Pitt to me. They're, they're my buddy. They're, I'm going to support them no matter how dumb I think they are sometimes and no matter how much pain they put me through, okay, but because they're my buddy. And, you know, it's like that guy you went to college with that, you know, keeps getting himself in trouble. You know, you, you, yeah. you, you know one day he's going to get it right, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, so that to me, that's, that's how you fan. That's, that's how you have a relationship with an organization. And – you know, I've, I've been totally upfront about the quarterback situation and, and my feelings on it. You know, I wasn't a fan of drafting Baker Mayfield. Um, I was not a fan of drafting Deshaun Watson either. Didn't like him in college either. <laughs> okay. But when it boils right down to it, um, if you're trying to put the best possible team on the field to win football games, um, you have to look at the best possible athletes. And if Deshaun Watson did not have all this baggage, he's not an option for the Cleveland Browns. Maybe some people would say, well, that's good. He shouldn't be. Okay. But the reality is, is we would not have the opportunity to put a potentially a top five quarterback out on the field. Okay. Um, if that's all true. other things were equal. Yeah, that's true. You know, we, we would still be sort of wandering in the desert with mid-tier, you know, starters or, or worse, like we've done for the last 20 years. Okay, so, yeah, risk-reward, you know. The risk is that, that, you know, this goes really sideways. But, you know what, I think what we're seeing right now is just sort of the nature of the beast when it comes to publicly litigating a civil case where the more the rhetoric ramps up, the higher the potential payout. Okay. And, that, and that's, that's yeah. really what this is about now. Okay. It's not about right, wrong. It's about compensation. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the legal system has determined that, that Deshaun Watson did not commit a criminal act, or at least not a prosecutable criminal act, okay? I'm going to sound mm -hmm. like an attorney here, even though I'm not, okay? But, yeah. so there's no criminal act, okay? There's no criminal prosecution. So then it reverts to the civil courts, okay, where it becomes a question of compensation, okay? How badly was somebody wronged? Okay, not, it didn't rise, rise to the extent of a crime, but there was some wronging that went on there, okay? Right. How do we compensate that person or those, those persons for being wronged, okay? And that's really what is, what, what is happening right now. We're trying to determine 
how badly somebody was wronged and how much is going, it's going to take to compensate those somebodies to make it go away. And, and the more hyperbole is around it and, and, you know, the more these, these numbers get thrown in your face and the more it's on the news every day, okay, the more perceived pain and suffering there is for the victims and the more compensation they're therefore entitled to. Okay, so yeah. as a good attorney, it's my job to make this thing seem as absolutely horrible as possible, okay, and get as much money as I possibly can for my clients, okay? Right, wrong, good, or bad, that's how the system works, okay? Absolutely, um, yeah. And, and so, you know, for Deshaun Watson, whether, you know, he pays $10 or, or $10 million to somebody, okay, is going to be determined by the court of public opinion, okay? Because the more people believe that he's a horrible person, the more they're going to want to punish him for that. And the only way they can punish him for that is monetarily. Right, right. Yeah, and and I mean, they could be, um, you know, trying to push him into settlements on this too. Um, well, that's, you know that's I mean? yeah, that's what the whole thing is about right now. Yeah, that, okay? I think. The whole thing um, is about settlement, okay? And, yeah. and there have been settlements offered already, but the the attorney for the victims is not ready to do that because he obviously feels like there's a higher number available okay his job yeah. again is to, is to push this until he gets to the highest possible number right okay right. and and once he feels like he's gotten to the highest and that's why you see him including the Houston Texans now okay the more people that are at risk the higher the number goes okay the yeah. more cases get added and it's, it's like a you know um when, when, you know, they went after R.J. Reynolds for cigarette smoking, okay? The, the more yeah. people are involved, the more leverage you have, the more money um, is, at, is at stake, um, faster the settlement comes. And you, you, just, you, you just keep pushing it up as high as you can, okay? You know, whether Deshaun Washington is, is creepy or, or just, you know, horny, Ultimately, you know, it's going to they're going to determine how much money that's going to cost. Him. Yeah, I mean, his Deshaun Watson and his attorneys have to be, you know, um, cognizant of of what could happen in a trial, too, because I think I'm sure everybody knows by now how, you know, the difference between a criminal trial and a civil trial. And, and well, the burden of proof know, is completely different. Yeah, yeah. You just you um, you know you you need just better than fifty percent, you know, in a in a civil trial, uh, you know, in order to win. So, um, so yeah, right. things could easily go awry uh, if they if they would go to trial. So you know, I, mm -hmm. I would think that finding the right settlement is probably what uh, Watson's uh, legal team wants as well. You know, right? Um, well. I, yeah, I would uh, think. Other, I would think. The other side of the coin, I mean, they're, they're going to maintain innocence as long as they can. Um, they're going to, to do everything to convince people that, that there was, you know, minimal to no harm done here. Um, and it's, you know, it shouldn't cost him, you know, anything or, or very small amount. Right. That, that's what attorneys yeah. do. They, they, they want to they want to put their their case in the best possible light. 
And, you know, yeah. the, the, the court of public opinion has already decided. The, the jury here um, is, is already out on, you know, what people think of Deshaun Watson. Okay, whether, oh, yeah. whether or not there's proof for any of it, none of us will ever know. Okay, but, but that court of public opinion has already decided, you know, how they're going to view him going forward. And then the only question becomes, you know, once there's a settlement, do people feel that he has paid his dues and can his image be rehabilitated? And the great thing about America is <laughs> everybody gets a second chance. Everybody gets to be rehabilitated. No matter how horrible a person you are, you and, get to and be Michael, rehabilitated. Michael Vick got to, got to be rehabilitated, right? If you can rehabilitate Michael Vick after what he did, you can re yeah. rehabilitate any football player. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah. I mean, my you know my hope with all of this was that that um, that the NFL would come down with a swift judgment. Uh, you know, issue a uh, issue a so-called sentence. You know, a a, a period for what the suspension would be, and that we'd be able to get onto football. And now, you know, it kind of seems like they're going to wait a little bit on these cases. Um, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see what happens. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's still, you know, Brown signed him to this five-year five-year deal. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, it's a lot to to think about, to wonder what's going to happen. But I, I guess we'll know soon enough um, as far as the suspension and, and and what's going to happen. Um, right. I just, uh, you know, it, I, I think uh, I think the uh, predominant uh, feeling is that he's going to miss a lot of the season, if not the whole season, and that's just that's just what people think right now. So, right. so if we were to if we were to go with that, Jeff, um, what do you think the Browns do at quarterback? Do you think Jacoby Brissett is the starter for the whole season? I mean, or or yeah, that they would hope. As long as he can be, yeah. Um, I think that's what you're seeing right now um, is that he and Watson are basically splitting um, the plays right now and, and, and mirroring the offense through both of them, just in case. Um, I think Josh Dobbs is a capable backup. Um, and, you know, Beyond that, there are, there are other guys that we can bring in um, if if Watson's out for an extended period. Like I said, it just changes the expectations, you know, for the organization for for the season. You know, if, if that were to happen, you know, I mean, if if Watson's out a few games early in the year, um, you know, you you still feel like later in the year you can you can build that offense and and you know get into a playoff type groove you know, toward the end of the season. But if he's going to miss the whole season, you know, then maybe you think about approaching it a little bit differently. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like Jacoby Brissett was brought in in case they needed him to start, you know, four, six, maybe even eight games. I don't, I just can't imagine they would feel real comfortable with him out mm -hmm. there for a full season and feel like they had, you know, 
uh, a great shot at, at competing, um, right. you know, well, for, yeah, for that's a title. Why, that's why I say you have to change the expectations because, you know, yeah, now if, if, if that's, if that's what your offense is going to look like, you probably trade Kareem Hunt. Okay. You, you look, you, you look at this year as sort of a mini rebuild and you retool a little bit for next year, knowing that Watson's coming back. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're going to kick kick the can down a, a year, pretty much. If I think so. For the whole season. Yeah, I think so. So I, I have an alternative for you. I want to see what you, what you think of this, and it would be a matter of making making the money work. Um, and I don't know if that's even possible or not. But what if there what if there were a way to trade? I know nobody wants Baker right now. But what if the, what if the uh, um, you know it just seemed it seemed like it would have to be an emergency. But you know the the 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo. What if what if the Browns could trade Baker for Jimmy Garoppolo straight up? Um, Browns would actually be taking on more salary. It would clear some room for the 49ers to to maybe make their move for Debo Samuel. Um, Browns would take on seven million more in salary for the season if they did that so it would be it would be kind of tight um you know just kind of wondering uh, what's jimmy g's contract look like how many years is he's got this this would be his last year this is his final year his final year he's set to make 20 20 some million i think so it'd be a one-year rental basically it'd be a one-year rental for seven million more Um, but you'd have you could have jimmy g out there versus uh Jacoby Brissett or somebody else. Yeah. I'm not sure that, you know, Jimmy G at this point is that big an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett. Um, you know, I think if, if that deal were out there uh, and all it cost you was money to bring in another experienced starting NFL quarterback, I, I make that trade all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, knowing that we have the cap space this year. Um, I know that we want to carry that cast base over into next year, but, um, to, to at least give us a shot at the playoffs this year by adding another veteran experienced starting quarterback, uh, who wants to be here and wants to play and earn his next contract. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd make that move for sure. For Jim, if, yeah. if, if we're done with Watson for this year. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely do that. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm just thinking with the rest of the roster, you might not need that much of an upgrade over yeah. Brissett. Um, yeah. And you know, and I know Jimmy G's not not uh, lightning in a bottle or anything, but he's you know um, he he's well, uh, yeah he'd be steady and and he would like he, I said, he's he would steady and that. he 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 you know I don't think he's lost games and he'd kind right. of be in a similar situation with a good defense behind him, a good running game, and and throw when he needs to. Yeah, from from our perspective, but love the trade. Um, I think you mentioned it though. Um, <laughs> how do we convince them to take Baker? <laughs> well, the thing is, it would free up seven million in cap for them. Yeah, and they could they could maybe maybe it would help them make a deal for Debo, who I think is you know wanting out of there or wanting a big deal. So right, um, yeah. you know they might like freeing up that seven million in cap, and having Baker there, you know, as a as a uh, number two. You know, mm-hmm. as a another quarterback, you know, um, I don't know. I, I think it's possible. So, um, 
don't stranger know. things have happened. Yeah, stranger things have happened, but yeah, I don't think that deal happens, in, you know, until after, obviously after, um, find out what the suspension would be. So, um, yeah, that that's our quarterback room right now, guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of question marks. A lot of, I guess, we'll wait and see. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess Cade York has been pretty much uh money and advertised right yeah i mean it's practice so we're not gonna like go crazy or anything but i i saw he kicked um what a 58 yarder i saw a 60 yarder but i don't know if that was the same as the 58 yarder if people were talking about the same kick or not so um yeah but yeah um man could you imagine if if he uh you know, if he if he does as well as we would hope out of a rookie kicker, and he's just you know he's just a Browns kicker for a long, long time. How much, uh, yeah. you know, just how much of a relief that would be to the organization? Huge. Yeah. You know, and I think that's another area in which the expectations um, can have a huge impact on you know what you get out of a position. You know. Um, Coming in as a rookie and and having a year with you know not a lot on the line, um, if we if we are sort of punting this season, mm-hmm. and just giving him a chance to settle in and you know get accustomed to the the winds off the lake and all that, and and, and you know know that we're not going to cut him because he missed a game winning field goal or something that kept us from getting into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that's, if that's more valuable than the experience of, you know, being on a playoff contender and, and kicking games in critical moments. And I guess you could make a case that that, you know, that's great to build your career on too, but it's just, it's a totally different expectation. And I mean, as a, as a rookie kicker, I think he's, for me, he's got a better chance of sticking if he's, you know, if he's got a year to sort of season, right, versus being thrown to the yeah. woods. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's a huge thing if we can find that, find that, you know, that long-term solution to kicker here. My God, just to be able to send that unit out on fourth down rather than, you know, turning it over would be nice. Going for it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I think that we should remember that he's a rookie no matter what. And that doesn't mean he can go out and miss kicks all the time. Okay. I think you yeah. I think there's a certain level of expectation for an NFL kicker and he mm-hmm. has to hit that. Yeah. But we can't have people saying, you know, we spent a fourth round well, he was he was a fourth round, right? Yeah. So we, we spent a fourth round pick on this guy and he just missed a damn extra point. What the hell? You know, okay. All right, guys. He's a rookie. Okay. He's, he's probably going to miss at least a couple kicks this year. Maybe a few, you know, it's not easy to kick in Cleveland. So I I think people have to recognize that. So I think, I think you should kind of limit your expectations for him a little bit. And if he exceeds them, great. Mm. But I, I think expecting him to go out there and be the best kicker and, and, you know, and kick with the best kickers in the league as a rookie in Cleveland with those wins his first year. Yeah. 
I think that's a lot to ask for. Yeah, I agree. I I I would like to see a a, a lower pressure environment for him his first season. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they helped by, you know, getting rid of the other kickers. Um, I think he's, I mean, sure. he's not out there. He's certainly not out there, you know, um, hacking it up and not even trying right now. So um, I think he's going to, I think he's a kicker, okay? He's a real kicker. <laughs> he's really trying. And I think he's the right guy, and I think he's going to be fine. But, man, if he if he misses a couple kicks this season, people need to not freak out. You know, I think he's going to be fine. Good um, luck with that. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. But, but just think of the kickers we've had over the last few years. You know, we've had some guys who have missed a lot of stuff, and they, they were seasoned veterans, you know, who've been mm-hmm. in the NFL for a long time. I mean, for a lot of teams, primarily. But, right. You know. Um, so... <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad he's looking good. I think he's he's making, you know, most all of his kicks, you know, in OTA. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think he made all of them today, eight of eight or something like that. So, yeah. I, you know what? I think we have a defense that's going to keep us in games. And if our offense can can be just a little bit more effective than last year and we have a kicker that we can count on, that's going to win us more games on its own. You know, whether or not yeah. whether or not we have Deshaun Watson and a high power passing attack, okay. Um, you know, the Browns can be competitive, they can be in the playoff hunt just with those two things. You know, with a competitive defense and a and a solid kicking game, okay, you can be competitive in the NFL. Um, I mean, you're not gonna be elite without that passing offense and maybe it's going to be a year before we see that passing offense okay yeah but we can be competitive and, and that'll at least be fun you know mm-hmm. um it might not be all one this year depending on how that all shakes out but it'll at least be fun you know if we feel like we've got a good shot in most games you know last year i felt like we had a we had a good shot in most games last year except for our kickers you know that that really kind of made it made it tough. We didn't have a kicker, and yeah, and then and we couldn't finish drives off. You know when we had drives, um, right? So so yeah, I mean there were too many games when the Browns scored what what um, I want to say seven points. Maybe it was more than that. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of, a lot wow. of games when the Browns scored less than less than fourteen, right? Yeah, those are games you're not going to be in. Yeah, so um, you, know, you know, so unless if, your defense can score points. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so if the Browns can get to where they're scoring, you know, those games where they scored 10 to 13, if they're scoring 17 yeah. to 20 this season, yeah, you know, um, that's going to give them, it's going to automatically give them, you know, two, three more wins at least, right. you know. And that's yeah. and that's two field goals, okay? That That's yeah. just taking the points when they're there, right. okay? Right. Versus, you know, trying to extend a drive through trickery or scheming guys open or, you know, whatever. Um, it's just taking the points when they're there. And, and I think there were several games last year where I don't think our coaching staff felt confident enough in the kicker to be able to do that. No, you know? they absolutely didn't. So, so 
you know, that, that to me, if you're taking points off the board in close games, um, that's no fun to watch. You know, I, I think with a, with a kicker that you can count on, you go for those field goals when they're there and you take the points and you let your defense give you a chance to win the game at the end. And, and how many times have we watched teams win on a last play field goal? Right. in the NFL happens all the time. When's the last time it happened to us? <laughs> um, yeah, not very often. <laughs> I can't remember. You need a kicker. Yeah. You just need you need a kicker and you yeah. need to be able to to drive the ball down. You, know, you need that two minute offense and a kicker. And the Browns have really struggled with both of those recently. Yeah. You know, so, it, yeah, it's, it's a key position. I'm glad they spent the draft choice on it. Um, I've, I've been advocating drafting a kicker for a while. Um, you know, if the returns are anything like what we're seeing so far, um, he should be kicking here for a long time. Yeah, I agree with you. So, uh, Okay, Jeff, I'm going to uh, see if I can sort out. I, I didn't prepare for this, but I'm going to see if I can ask you a uh, couple of trivia questions. Uh-oh. Um, shoot. Yeah, I really should have gone through these first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what place kicker played through the 2008 season as the last remaining holdover from the Modell era model brown's era um stover that is correct sorry i didn't want to start with a art model question <laughs> that was a softball yeah uh we got some uh yeah oh man that's that one's too tough sorry <laughs> um, and these are Indians questions. You might do better on the Indians I'll, ones, I'll actually. Take, I'll take those. Okay. There, let me go back <laughs> to Cleveland, the Cleveland side. trivia. We're going back to the Indians. Um, well, I'm not asking you who hit the Braves homer that clinched over the Indians. That's bullshit. <laughs> who cares? Um, let's see if you know this. Um, I don't think I know this. What team did the Indians defeat to claim the 1948 World Series? Oh, boy. We're going way back. Come on, it's the last one they won. (laughs) I know the 54 series was against the Giants. Who was the 48 series against? Yeah. Oh, boy. I would have got the city on this. I would not have been certain about the uh, team name Uh, i'll give you an alternate because the the next question is who did they beat in the 1920 world series so do you know that one (laughs) (laughs) well we were just down at league park last summer yes and we saw that stuff so i should remember that one too um, the 1920 series was was that against the White Sox? No, they, they won the, the 19 series and they got kicked out. Yeah, the, the 1920 uh, um, World Series was against the Brooklyn Dodgers. The Brooklyn Dodgers, okay. Yeah. So and, the the 48 the 48 series was against another New York team. 
close to New York, but not New York. Same oh, region. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The Boston, Boston Braves. Braves. Boston Braves. Yeah. Boston I would have said Braves. Boston. I wouldn't know. If yeah. It was. yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Boy, that, that's geez. both, both of those are significantly before our time, obviously. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's a matter of if you've heard it and remember it or not. Okay, right. who yeah. who was fired as head coach of the Browns in 1977, the same year he was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? <laughs> Forrest Gregg. That's right. Um, All pro. Is he a guard or a tackle? I forget. I think it was a tackle for those Paul Brown teams. Forrest Gregg. I'm blanking totally on what position yeah. he played. I know he was offensive line, but I don't remember if he was a guard or a tackle. Um, who was the only Indians player to hit two home runs in the 95 World Series? The Indians player to hit two home runs. That's just a guess. Yeah. I mean, there's so many guys that Jeez. That could have done it. They yeah. could guess. Um, I'm gonna say Eddie Murray, Albert Bell. No, that would have been my other guess. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed too easy to say Albert Bell. <laughs> um, yeah, that's another, another one. You know what Sorry. we forget is they had, you know, Jim Tomey and Manny Ramirez on that team. And those guys were just kids. Yeah. They weren't hitting in the middle of the lineup. They were hitting seventh, eighth in the lineup. Jim Holm, Jim Tomey's in the Hall of, Hall of Fame. He was hitting like seventh in that lineup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can can we rant about, about uh, that World Series just for a minute? Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, uh, I was watching a, a baseball game just um, – the, the Reds game was on the other night. Ethan was watching it, and I walk in the room, and um, this guy throws a pitch that's like um, three inches off the plate. Mm-hmm. And I can't even remember if it was called a ball or strike. And I instantly got the image of, of Tom Glavin. Yeah. And I started telling him about Glavin and, and Maddox in the 95 World Series. Right. And, I said, you know, I said, I said, in that World Series, what those guys would do is throw the ball there or even further out up to six inches off the plate. And it would be a ball at the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. But they would just keep throwing it there until the umpire called it a strike. Right. And, you know, and and they would get the strike then. And it's a ball that nobody could hit. And the Indians lineup <laughs> took these pitches and struck out right and it's the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> that they yeah. blew through this indian this great indians lineup and you're supposed to think oh man these atlanta Braves pitchers are so great they weren't throwing strikes that whole freaking series <laughs> right <laughs> the strike zone was two were, feet wide <laughs> yeah they, they, yeah no kidding it was two feet wide that yeah. so many of those pitches were three to six inches off the plate and they got strikes on them is it any wonder that as Cleveland fans, we have a complex about our teams? 
Oh <laughs> when God. stuff like I mean, that happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know how great that Indians team was. If they had to actually hit the strike zone right. in that series, just imagine what would have happened. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it would have been a route. Yeah, it would have been a route. There's no doubt. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time I've gone off about that in less than a week. Tonight's the 95 World Series, folks, it still gets under my skin. <laughs> Tonight's baseball tangent route. Yeah. <laughs> rant excuse me yeah anyways yeah uh, I had more just browns questions in here but that was fun anyway so yeah so, so. um any the, the, the solution uh, is, is you need to ask me questions post 1954 okay that's the takeaway from that <laughs> yeah i can do that there's um <laughs> i'm trying to remember there was a uh, there was a radio show down here on uh cincinnati a while back where they would ask sports trivia questions and mm. if you were before a certain period of time and i don't even know what it was um <laughs> the caller would have to say say um i want to ask permission to go to the mountain and that <laughs> meant that they were going back further than a certain year <laughs> okay <laughs> kind of funny, but yeah. yeah um that usually meant that nobody was going to get the question too so right right anyway yeah, that was for, fun yeah thanks for being a good sport on that jeff um it's uh not easy to answer trivia questions under pressure but you did you did no, not, no, a nice job okay it's okay I've, I've tested you in the past yeah <laughs> I, get, I get lucky sometimes <laughs> right <laughs> so. all right well any any closing thoughts jeff yeah you know we just have to weather the storm rod um yeah you know this this team's going to be all right. It's going to be, it's going to be entertaining. Um, you know, everything has to sort of line up for us to make a run this season. And if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. You know, just, we just have to weather the storm and this will be a good team for years to come. Yeah, I agree with you. Things people can get hung up on Deshaun Watson, but man, look at the rest of the roster. Yeah. It's uh things are going to be all right. So, yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been the Browns Blitz, and we will catch you next time.